0: and welcome to the new episode of the Body Mechanic Podcast with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. This week, we're going to talk about... Well, we're going to ask a question, actually. We're going to ask a question, which Rob is going to answer for us, I know, which is, will health tech help me be healthy? Shall we start with that question, Rob?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, excuse me. So, you've got to think about how much tech there is out there for health. I mean, I'm, I'm saying wearing a, a Garmin smartwatch, it tracks everything. You've got apps on your phone. There's there's lots of different types of tech out there. Um, something I use with clients is an earthing map, which although it's not highly sophisticated or what you might think of as, as tech, it's a piece of tech, it's technology. So I think you've got to look at a few different questions around what we're talking about. So it's what is the tech? What are your goals and what are you using the tech for? And then also, how does the tech affect your body? So let's look at uh, how electricity affects the body. We, we've spoken about this before when we spoke about quantum biology and we've chatted about the nervous system and the transfer of electrons and the transfer of energy.
0: Am I right in thinking that our bodies work with the transfer of electric anyway? It's, it's electric impulses from the brain.
1: Yeah, we, we're biochemical. So basically, you're a biobattery. And we, we've spoken about how electricity affects the cells in your body. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about that in past episodes. So with a watch, for instance, a smartwatch, that's on your wrist, and that is constantly pulsing out electromagnetic energy. It's man-made, so it's not natural electromagnetic energy. We spoke about this human resonance and how the earth has its own resonance. Because we've got things that aren't man-made, they affect us. So my watch, for instance, if I was to have a go at doing a stretch while I'm wearing it and then take it off and redo the stretch, like throw it away, I'd have a lot more range of movement, which it sounds crazy, but it's because it affects the nervous system. So when all this tech we're wearing and we're using, we've got to think about how is it affecting us, not just physically, but mentally as well. So when we're looking at apps, so there's lots of apps out there for mental health, but the problem with phones is, and other screens, is it affects... How we sleep. Have I spoke about that with you before?
0: You've not spoken to me about it, but I do know there's this thing about blue lights. If you look at your phone before you go to bed or before you try and go to sleep, it does make it slightly more difficult to actually relax and go to sleep because you've got this, this blue light thing Yes, yeah, so,
1: so what the, what it essentially does is it emits light. We've got a thing called melatonin and that helps us sleep. That We produce it when it's dark. So during the day, we don't produce melatonin when it gets dark. We produce melatonin so we sleep and it, it's back to caveman days if we use red light it's a little bit differently because back in the day we'd have had fires go to ward off predators keep us warm that kind of thing so you're still going to get that kind of light and there's also moonlight but blue light works a little bit differently it's a little bit different on the spectrum so it tricks the brain into thinking it's still daylight so if you're looking at it what, what happens is you actually stop producing the melatonin to sleep so we, we produce melatonin what happens is when we use light it affects the way that's produced now melatonin is also an antioxidant so that stops decay in the body so it stops the decay of individual cells and cell death that cell death if you think about um if you've got a bag of tomatoes and you leave them out of the fridge and over time they start to rot that is oxidation that they start to oxidize because they've got no antioxidants to preserve them so that's the effect that the tech can have there so my watch as well It's also got quite a bright face. So it's got a nightlight, which is also blue. Uh, You said you got a Fitbit earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not wearing it right now. I've got my watch on, my other watch. Off the top, can you remember what colour the... I think it's a a green or a blue, yeah. Yeah. I think it's blue, actually. I think you're right.
1: So the thing is, people sleep with it. I shouldn't do. Sometimes I do sleep with my watch on because it tracks sleep. But what you've got to think about there is because the way it's affecting you with light and also with the transfer of electricity, it's also affecting your sleep as well. So you could take it off and sleep without it and possibly get better sleep, but you won't be able to track it. So when we're looking at the health there, that's the issue, is what we're using affecting the body in a negative way.
0: So where you're trying to track yourself, for the want of a better word, is that actually making the whole thing more difficult than maybe working in a negative way as opposed to a positive way that we'd like to think it would?
1: Yeah, sure. So you, you can Use it to track and and you're going to be able to track lots of different measurements. I mean, I I use my watch as well because I train people to run and I use it for my own running. And there's so many different things I can use it for, tracking cadence, vertical bounce. I mean, it'll it'll track breathing and and other things as well, heart rate. You might get better performance without using the tech. So how does
0: that tech, the electricity that is the artificially produced electricity from your watch, for example. How does that have a negative effect on your performance and your health? So when we look at the nervous system, you've got sympathetic and parasympathetic.
1: So you've got two, two different types of, two different avenues for the nervous system. Yeah, we discussed yeah. this before.
0: Yeah. Can you just give us a quick, a very, very two-word description of the difference between the two? Okay. Sympathetic, fight or flight. Parasympathetic,
1: rest and digest. Perfect, two words, great. Okay, so what happens is when you've got something attacking the body, so you've got to think about the transfer of electricity that's, that's not natural as an attack on the body. So that raises your sympathetic nervous system. That's your fight or flight. That increases stress hormones, which are really good for fight or flight, but they're not really good for prolonged use. That they have a negative effect on the body. I mean, just for an instance, even just a watch with a battery in is going to have that kind of effect. But that is holding you in a stress response as Mark slowly takes off his watch. Just taking off my watch, everybody. <laughs> and it's not just health tech. There's lots of other things around. But then you've got to look at the other avenues of health tech, other things we've got. So in my pocket, I've got a thing to block non-natural electromagnetic frequencies. So that's there to protect my nervous system.
0: I've, so, I've never heard of anything like that before. So That is also a bit of tech. He's now reaching into his pocket, everybody. It's a, like a little, a credit card sized, I don't know how to describe it, really. So it's it's called um,
1: Firewaves. It's made by a company called Pranan. It, it was um, developed with University of Granada, I think, or something like that. There, there is um, research on the internet and they'll send you research as well.
0: So so that, did you say, blocks some of the synthetic electricity, for the want of a better phrase, Yeah, uh, from from attacking
1: your nervous system? Yeah, it's it's got tech inside it that will block the non-native electromagnetic frequencies or non-natural electromagnetic frequencies. I mean, it's only because of the size of it, it'll only work up to a certain distance. But it's just something you can carry around. Is it powered itself? Yeah, so it it doesn't take power. Everything's encased.
0: As you can see, it's like a kind of plastic. Yeah, it's a, as I said, it's a credit card size thing. It's about a centimetre thick and has the size of a credit card, which he, was just taken out of his pocket. So basically what you're saying is there's tech there to counter tech in a
1: yeah, way. Yeah, we'll go back to uh, phone apps. So there's exercise apps, there's apps for other things. But there's apps for people with certain illnesses as well. So if we look at diabetes, especially if we look at type 1 diabetes, people with type 1 diabetes have to check their blood sugar level. There's no way around it they have to, otherwise they could get really ill. Now, I don't know if the listeners know, but I, I work at a charity every now and again that works with blind people. And there was a guy there who, he's type 1 diabetic, he's completely blind. He wasn't always blind, but he still has to do finger blood pricks and check it. So he has to get help with that by someone else because if you can't see what you're doing to get blood out your finger... How are you going to do it? There is tech about where you have a piece of tech that goes on your body and it constantly monitors your your blood sugar and it sends messages to your phone to let you know if it's going up or down or, or whatever.
0: Are these the ones that I've seen on the, well, advertised on the television, but also I've seen people wearing, which are like little round discs yeah. just at the, at the back at the top of their arm? Yeah. And they're, they're almost like stuck to them in some way, shape or form, I assume. Yeah. And that, that's what they are, yeah? Yeah. I think they
1: even come with an insulin pump. So it's all automated. So if you are going low or high or whatever, then it'll administer insulin. Or if, if you're, you are going low, it'll give you an alert on your phone that you need to get some sugar in you. So when we're looking at tech, that health tech that way, saying, is health tech keeping us healthy? Then I'd argue that that probably is keeping you a lot healthier.
0: Well, stabilising... Diabetes is one of the main ways of stopping you getting the ongoing issues that diabetes cause yeah. with blindness and sundry other things that can be caused by long-term effects of diabetes.
1: Yeah. So that's another piece of tech that we can look at. And then I know you do a podcast with someone about AI. Yeah, I do. So we can look at the way AI is possibly going uh, to change okay. things.
0: Okay. Because it seems to be part of everything around the world now. It's the almost the hottest subject as uh, Rob says, I, I do a podcast called AI and You with, with a guy called Dr. David F. George. Please look it up if you want to listen to it. But, uh, you know, he, he talks a lot about AI and how AI is getting involved in our everyday life. And this is including the, the, the health tech.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about how AI is going to affect different industries and take jobs away from people. Within the fitness industry, it's not exactly AI, but there's stuff there already. So you've got to think about things like Peloton. They've got an instructor and they've got certain exercise sequences they go through. We've, we've seen with things like deep fake how you can create images and, and video that's realistic. So there's no reason why AI couldn't be used to replace the instructors.
0: I think that's probably already happened yeah. <laughs> in some situations yeah. anyway.
1: So you've, you've got um, exercise programs created by AI, AI and instructors created by AI and you follow that. But the problem with that is, although it can... Possibly if you've got uh, like camera systems, it could probably record you and get all information from that about how you're doing things. But there's, there's certain other things it's not going to be able to track or, or, or monitor. And there could be reasons why you're struggling with an exercise or why your form's off, that it's not going to be able to rectify. And that, I think that's where people like myself and other trainers and other
0: professionals uh, can come in and, and actually do a better job. So basically that tech is not interactive enough. It, it's not going to help you with your form Uh, in order to not get injured, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it can probably give you instruction, but there's quite a difference between being told what to do and having someone put their hands on you and help you move into a certain position so you get the proprioceptive feedback so your body knows
0: exactly how it's meant to move. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, One of the things which I've talked about AI with with David George uh, quite a bit is the lack of human input. And I've often found that things written by chat GTP have been a little bit soulless. I think you're talking about the same kind of issue yeah. where that, that human input and, and, you know, you've trained a long time and, and done a lot of studying to get to where you are and AI is all well and good, but if you take away the human aspect of it, does that mean it's not going to give you the results that you want? Yeah, and then you've got to look at
1: AI working with injury as well. Uh, and how able is it going to be to actually help with certain injury complaints? Because as I've spoken about in the past, you might have a pain complaint or an injury complaint, but the origin of that might be elsewhere in your body without you realising. And that's where I do my assessments and that comes in.
0: Talking about other forms of tech, you know, we've talked about Fitbits and, and smartwatches. If I'm walking around with, with a mobile phone in my pocket, does that affect my body as well in the same way? It does. And it's down to the EMF again. Electromagnetic frequencies.
1: Yeah. Because um, the way phones work with radio signals, again, it affects our cellular resonance and how we vibrate and how the, the atoms within us uh, interact with each other. So the Firewaves guys, they make something you can put in your phone as well. That's the other thing with tech. It gets more and more expensive. The better it gets, the more expensive it gets. Especially like in the running community, people want the best
0: thing and you don't always need it, it yeah because you look you're looking at a thing that's best for you not necessarily yeah. the most expensive yeah. thing yeah uh, it, it's about individual um needs really i assume yeah so i, I wear a garmin phoenix six i think
1: they're on seven now it's got about seven eight hundred pound for a watch some people would say that's cheap for a watch yeah <laughs> but when that's something you're wearing every and wearing for sport you've got things like um Garmin Connect and Strava, which is a social thing. But then when we look at social media, the the issues you've got with social media in general, uh, especially mentally, and it brings up more competition and people try and outdo each other. Also, you've got the tracking of your every move. Now, while it might be good for yourself to track things, but if you're putting that out there all the time, it does affect how you think about things in your mental capacity, not your mental capacity, but your your mental fragility.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a self-esteem thing.
1: Yeah. um, To a certain extent. And and then you start to get the dopamine hits by posting, and that's kind of how addiction works.
0: So looking at all this stuff, so so you're looking at social media, you're looking at Fitbits and various trackers that you, you would actually be wearing or have in your pocket or whatever. Do you think overall these things can be, are not can be, are detrimental to health? Or does it depend on what it is and how you use it?
1: Again, it comes back to the start. Depends what it is and how you use it. So like an earthing mat, that's not going to be detrimental to health because it's the same as standing on the grass barefoot.
0: But me, me wearing my Fitbit, for example?
1: It is going to be detrimental to health. It depends on weighing it up on the pros versus the cons for you. So it depends on what you want to achieve. Overall, it's not going to be great but it's your decision.
0: You're saying it's my decision. You're absolutely right. And, and anything's my decision, whether I decide to go and drink a bottle of scotch after this or, or, or start smoking again after so many years or something like that. The thing is that these things are meant to help us be fitter. And you're saying that's possibly not what's happening.
1: Yes. You've got to think, all these things are marketed to you. They're there to make money for a company. If it wasn't going to make you healthy or if it wasn't going to do what, what it wanted you to do, but it might do some things. What would you
0: focus on if you were marketing it? There are thousands, possibly millions of people out there who would say, no, no, I've benefited from health tech. It's, it's really helped me. What would you what would you say to those people?
1: It depends on what the tech is. I mean, something like a pacemaker, again, that's health tech. And if people are benefiting from that, that's probably a really good thing.
0: But someone who's, who's subscribed to Peloton, for example, yeah. they say, no, 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 it keeps me really fit. It's done, I've done really, really well with it. So someone like that, if they're improving from where they were
1: and they're feeling happy, then crack on.
0: Cause what I'd like to really make a good point here is we are not saying Peloton is not a good thing. It has helped improve the lives of many, many people all over the world. What we're actually saying is, is that or any other kind of fitness tech the right thing for you? And you've got to look at, is it the right thing for you? More than just, you know, talking about any individual style of fitness.
1: Yeah. Is, is it going to help you perform better? Is it going to help the things that keep you alive perform better? Someone who's not doing any exercise at all, and then they get a Peloton bike or a Peloton treadmill and start walking on it then that's that's absolutely a positive.
0: And if that's the kind of incentive they need, the way that Peloton will will, will get you to to walk more and ride more. Yeah. If you're already into fitness
1: or you're not the level where you're going to struggle to start and you start getting tech to monitor things, then there's probably better things you could do. You don't need to monitor everything. And again, that monitoring everything can also affect you mentally as well. Especially when, if you think about... um, people that are trying to lose weight all the time. And if you weigh yourself every day, you won't see a lot of change. And that'll be detrimental to your weight loss. It'll be detrimental to your mental health. But also people that get hung up on weight. Because when we look at weight, you've got body fat, you've got muscle mass, you've got lots of other things which make up your weight. And what a lot of people, when they say, I want to lose weight, what they mean is, I want to drop body fat. So, and again, you've got tech that can help you look at that. So you've got Tanita and Omicron, I think, make scales and they'll they'll measure your, your body fat percentage. So some of these things are good as a tool used every now and again, but when they're used all the time, then that's when they start to become a bit of a problem.
0: It's really hard to come to a conclusion with this because you're saying in some cases it's not a bad thing and it it helps people, and if it helps you, then that's good. But you feel personally that there is issues with wearable tech specifically, which can damage your body with, for the want of a better phrase, unnatural electricity.
1: Yeah, it's the frequency. The frequencies affect us. As I said about earlier, you've got the Schumann resonance, and that's a frequency. I can't remember the the frequency off the top of my head, but that's natural for us. So it it keeps us in in sync with the Earth, and not in an airy-fairy way, as in a scientific way. But then... I mean, it's not just health tech. It's all of the tech and and all the EMF and lights and like Wi-Fi
0: cables. and. One of the things is, you know, for good or for bad, uh, I've always been a bit of a radio anorak. And one of the things about the radio at the moment is they're switching off a lot of analogue radio, especially medium wave and long wave. And if you try and tune the medium wave radio anywhere in your house now, uh, it's virtually inaudible because of everything, all the electromagnetic fields that are flying around, whether it's your computer, whether it's your um, television, your satellite box, your internet, there's so much going on. And of course, all that is going through us as well. Yeah, sure. So all that stuff in your house is having an effect on, on the way your body is operating and the way it's moving. I'm not saying that your skybox is going to kill you in the slightest, not at all, but there is an awful lot of electromagnetic fields out there. Yeah, and that that's where we have to look at all the different types of
1: health tech and, and what what is it actually doing to us and what are we using it for do you think
0: it is a big problem do you think it's worth really worrying about or is it just a negative aspect
1: I think the biggest problem and the biggest negative aspect is education and people not being aware of it. And it's not through ignorance, it's because the
0: information doesn't want to be shared. So people really should do a bit of research on it and find out for themselves how they feel about wearing tech and things like that and trackers and all the other things that, that we have in the in modern world. The other thing I wanted to ask you, and this, this might not be a related thing, but it's something I, I, I've often seen, is people who wear those copper wristbands. Okay. Now, I assume that's to me, in my head, that's some, some sort of electrical thing as well. It's, I know it's not a powered item, but is that what's that doing? What are they doing, those copper wristbands? Do they do anything is the question.
1: They're absorbing copper all the time. Okay. Copper's got different uh, properties for the immune system and, and different areas of the body and nervous system. Same as like Epsom salts. If, oh, you, right. if you take okay. an Epsom salts bath or, or just have an Epsom salts soak, you'll absorb magnesium. Yeah, and magnesium. What that does? That helps to relax muscle.
0: Right. I've got, you and we're full, we're full of minerals anyway. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Well, we're we're, we're um, liquid crystal. So every cell, intracellular matrix, the liquid that's inside it is liquid crystal. So next time you're walking around and you you see like someone
0: with a Casio watch, just think, I'm the same as that. <laughs> a liquid crystal display watch. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um. A takeaway from this particular subject that we've been talking about today, about wearable tech and electric fields. Things you can
1: do to help yourself is go barefoot on the grass or get an earthen mat or an earthen sheet. I know you might want to track your sleep, but maybe take your smartwatch off at night when you go to bed. Put your phone on aeroplane when you go to bed. The biggest thing is don't get obsessed with the tech because everything is fallible especially think about the watches or or pedometers. You can move your your arm around several times and you've done 20 steps without actually taking any steps. You're better off just getting out and going for a walk.
0: So don't let the tech rule your world. Yes, well put. I know that sometimes if you go to the doctor, they prescribe certain things uh, that that are electrical. You wouldn't tell people not to do
1: that? I mentioned the... uh, the pumps and the things for diabetes, and
0: I've had to wear a portable blood pressure monitor before. now, yeah, things like that.
1: Yeah, the oximeters that you wear on your finger. If it's if it's there for a purpose for a medical reason, and the doctor said you need to wear it or you need to use that, follow the doctor's advice.
0: Well, loads to think about. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be sitting there thinking, really, <laughs> uh, which we do every single week after these. If people want to get in contact with you and ask you more questions about this, what's the best way? So you can
1: email me at rob at chrysalis-fitness.com. That's chrysalis, spelt C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S.
0: And if people want to know more about what you do and want to have a look at the website, where do they yeah. go? So the website
1: is www.chrysalis-fitness.com. There's links to social media on there where I've got pictures on Instagram and Facebook and posts and things. And also YouTube where there's some
0: videos So if they want to look you up on social media, are you under Rob Arnold or Chrysalis Fitness Training? Chrysalis Fitness Training. Excellent. Okay. On all social medias. Of course, with the podcast, we'd really love you to review, like, subscribe, and or follow on your favourite platform. Uh, It really helps us to know uh, how it's doing out there. If you've got any comments about it, uh, then of course you can uh, contact Rob at rob at chrysalis-fitness.com. There's plenty of other episodes of of this podcast available. Uh, All you need to do is go and have a look at your podcast provider, wherever you get your podcasts from, and and have a look at the other episodes that we've done. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. Thank you, Rob, for being here. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Body Mechanic podcast uh, with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. So thanks very much, and thank you for your time, Rob. Thank you, Mark.
1: This is a 1386 audio production.